to the rap lab. Walk, walk, walk to the rap lab. It's your boy, Ain't No Father Like Me. It's D, Rev Barber MC. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG. And uh, before uh, before we start the episode, I'd just like to say, Black Rob turned the mob into place in him. Because, you know, it's like, whoa. Mm. R.I.P. to Black Rob, uh, who passed away uh, at the time of this recording yesterday. Um, keep that man uh, and his family and his friends and his family in prayers. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That was a real travesty, man. But, you know, the man, he was suffering with kidney failure. We saw that from a hospital bed, he was giving DMX family condolences. So imagine the strength it took him to do that and just right behind him. And that's just, wow. Which I might add, nobody should have stuck a, uh, I wouldn't have stuck a camera in that man's face. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have did that. Played on the heartstrings. But we're supposed to remember people for how they were in the prime of their life. You know what I mean? So my memory is a black rap will be, you know, 99, 2000, 2001. That, uh, that part of his life. But R.I.P. to Black Rob. We got two losses two weeks in a row. Um, 2021 is uh, hitting us hard here. Yup. Yeah. And um, that kind of goes into what we are uh, going to talk about a little later on. But before we begin, a couple of announcements. Um, the new Rap Lab merch is available. Uh, the Rap Lab signature collection is up on teespring.com, where you could get your QG and Rev Barber signature collection. Uh, for those of y'all out there who are newborn parents, uh, the Rev's collection got a baby onesie in it. Yes, sir. 
all the ladies out there who uh, like to wear sweats when y'all go out, the uh, QG collection got sweats for the women. So each line got a little something different for every and anybody. So again, that's uh, teespring.com. Search up Rap Lab and the signature collections will come up for Mr. Rev Barber MC and Mr. QG. Yep, yep. All right. And um, we did promise new merch. I apologize. It took a while, but it's here now. And um, again, Boardwalk Buzz, January. I mean, Jan- ooh, January. Wow, my mind is in the wrong place. <laughs> you already ready for the next year, man. Hey, man, time flies. Um, nah, yeah, I got you. Tell them. G- June 25th to the 27th, Boardwalk Buds, Rap Lab will be in the house, Atlantic City Showboat Hotel. Uh, we'll be on the boardwalk. We'll be in the hotel. $100 gets you into the convention, six wrestling matches, an MMA show, a comedy show, a speed dating, adult-themed uh, ga- uh, herbal game room. So much, so much, so much more. Uh, yeah, I don't want to miss that. And last but not least, shout-outs to a good friend of the show, Patrick Lee. Uh, his cookbook is on sale officially. Um, his cookbook, Cooking with Pat Lee, is available as a digital download. Uh, we'll put the link to his cookbook in the description. Uh, Patrick is a good friend of ours who has been um, has, has been cooking some good food, uh, especially on TikTok. So uh, check him out. We'll we'll put his uh, we'll put the link to his cookbook in the uh, episode description. And uh, with that uh, out of the way, we will get into today's topic, which is posthumous albums, which I know this is really creepy timing. We were supposed to talk about this on last week's episode, but we pushed this episode back uh, so we could uh, honor DMX. But just so y'all know, we didn't do DMX first, then plan this. So we're we not, we not, uh, we not trying to, you know, gain exposure off people's deaths. And now that Black Robbers died, like, this is all the more crazy but um yeah so posthumous albums so pretty much uh we'll start with uh mr rev barber what's your definition of a posthumous album an album that's put out after somebody passes away you know in simpler terms there's been a lot of albums that have um been released after one of our favorite mc's deaths one that comes to mind is Notorious B.I.G. He released a double album. And, you know, it was a good album. And I'm glad that he actually had the chance to, to work on it and put his touches. There are other albums that have been released and that they have no say or no nothing in the albums. But, um, let me, Life let After me, Death was one of the first let me ask you a question, and it's funny you mention that because it's like we're getting off to a fast start. You're talking about Life After Death. You know, yes. when I think about that album, I really don't consider that a posthumous album. Yeah, because he worked on it. Because he fit, it was completely finished, before, even though it, got, it was released after he died. That's why it could be labeled under that umbrella, but I get you. At least he was able to be in the studio, no studio tricks or nothing. Everything he did was in the studio at that time for the album. Because didn't that album release only a couple weeks after he died? Like, I, yeah. forgive me if I'm wrong, and I'm not. I'm not knocking you, Rev, at all. Um, but they they was gonna release that album whether he was alive or not. Yeah, they were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But can you say it's the same thing for Machiavelli? Mm-hmm. Machiavelli, Machiavelli is labeled under that umbrella as well for the same situation. I, I don't. I don't consider Machiavelli a posthumous out. Al- 
in 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 all right in in not in theory because it actually happened but on the calendar yes it's it, it's a posthumous album but right. they had they had their the artists had their creative input in the album that's why i don't count them yeah like, like something like um the big picture by big l mm-hmm. that through and through because that that got released years later they 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 had his vocals and they threw beats behind it and they added features like life after death for the most part they never added anything like there's no like how do i say this like at least in my opinion like there's no original like comparing it like comparing it to the duets album and born again yeah or not even like a lot of tupac albums a lot of the posthumous tupac albums that we'll talk about like there's a there's a, a there's the original version and then there's the version that they put out like right. life after death, you know, there is no original version. That is the original version. You know what else is labeled under that umbrella? Believe what's, it or not. What's up? Straight off the streets by Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I you know, they, go ahead. No, nah, go ahead, go ahead. I think they just label it posthumous because you know they're not here for it. Personally, I feel like if they put their touches on the album, it shouldn't be labeled that. You know, like the upcoming DMX album. You know, he had a lot of input and everything, but they're going to label it as posthumous because, you know, he passed away. I agree with you guys. I agree with you, Grab, on that definition. I totally agree. But that's how they do it. You know what? Also, they probably, now that he's dead, they got to edit some things because the artist ain't here no more. Like, for example, Pop Smoke's album, that definitely threw and through, threw and through posthumous album only because even though it came out the same year that he died, like, it wasn't finished. Like, 50 had the... go and get features for it. He had to put beats behind some of it. Right. So, um, but nah, let me ask the question, though. Um, why do you guys think posthumous albums take place? Why do they happen? Uh, QG, we start with you first. What's your opinion? I think posthumous albums take place because you, you could look at this from two perspectives. You could look at it from the label, or you could look at it from a fan. Let's start with the label. Contracts, album requirements, regardless if an artist dies or not, somehow, some way, the album has to be put out because of the contract. Like if you have a three album deal, and God forbid an artist dies with one album, those two albums still gotta come out. So it's up to, the producers, it's up to the family members, it's up to the writers, it's up to the people behind the boards, the creative, excuse me, the creative team to put out a record. It's for business because they want to recoup that money. They invested the money in an album deal. And when an artist dies, it's like they lose it. So they want to get as much as they can out of it to get these records out so they could recoup that, that money that they put in. From a fan perspective, it's about a legacy and it's about understanding a person's music for being who they were as an artist, even unfortunately for their untimely death. Like when you look at a guy like Pac, this pushes the narrative of him being the the hardest working artist ever because he would do songs whether he had an album or not. That's just who he was. So... It serves two purposes. It depends on how you want to look at it. I more like to look at it from a fan. Like, okay, this is an artist that I liked. They're not around anymore, but they got music coming out so I could listen to it and just 
sit back and reminisce and see the greatness that they had. So it's from it's from two different views, in my opinion. Okay. Um, what, what about you, Rev? How do you look at it? It's most definitely, like QG said, two different views. Um, when it comes to the Big L album, that was in high demand from fans. A lot of us were begging for material from him. So DITC, DJ Premier and those guys went behind the boards and they delivered because a lot of posthumous albums, you know, fall short, especially when the artists don't have say. With Big L's album, it was put together more so by his people's than the label and that's why i feel like it was a success so with the you know the origin or not the origin more so the the reason behind posthumous albums more so i believe is for the fans but also it definitely is for the label and you know recouping cash and business reasons because the label definitely got to eat and at the same time the fans are getting their artists and the demand that they're looking for it just really depends on who's behind the boards, because if it's more so the label, like the Biggie Duets, you're going to just get a bunch of slop put together, because I don't think Biggie would have collabed with half of those artists that was on the Duets album. Agreed. With Big L's album, I could see him collabing with those guys that were spread across. Those guys were in his genre and lane of lyricism and music. With Biggie, you had a lot of guys there like Nelly, Avery Storm, and that was the Biggie. only that that was the only good song on the album, the Nelly joint. Really? I, I, uh, Jazzy Faye? I think. Oh, so. oh no, no. Well, well, me personally, if I gotta pick a song, I, I like the one with Snoop and Ludacris and Bobby V singing the hook. I thought that was cool. I like Born Again better, to be honest. Yeah, Born Again. Oh yeah, see, but he put his touches on that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as with, you know, the Biggie duets, you know, Mob Deep definitely deserves to be there, mm-hmm. but like Akon, the uh, Slim Thug. Oh God. T.I. <laughs> Dipset. Uh, <laughs> and Corn. Yeah, Corn, uh, yeah. Yo, that song with Corn. what was that, man? Yeah, and Obi Trice, nah. Oh, nah, mm. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah. So some although, album, although yeah. sorry, um, okay. wasn't there the song with Big Pun on there too? There was. Yeah, I could live with that one. Yeah. Especially the, thi- the way they set it up with the intro. But yeah, go ahead, brother. The thing with that, like, when they put the legends together, sometimes it sounds a bit awkward because they're, like, taking verses from, you know, other songs or mm-hmm. verse. You know, when, when you're not in the studio making a song or you're not sending songs to each other... It just doesn't sound like genuine, you know? Yeah. And correct. even on the Big L album, like, you know, I enjoyed hearing Big L alongside Pac and everything. And, you know, they did a real, go- a real good job putting that song together. It just, but you know, Big L's verse, you know, was a recycled verse, um, Deadly Combination. And right. it just didn't really go with what Pac was saying. And then there's like a Napster or internet version where they threw Biggie on it. And they switched up the beat, which was pretty cool, but it just didn't go. So, you know, guys got to be careful with, like, throwing legends just, you know, on a track because you'll see the name value and it'll jump up at you like, oh, man, Big L, Pac, and Biggie, like, I got to hear this. But then, you know, you hear the song and it's not really a song. It's just pieced together verses. And I feel like with the Pop Smoke album, they did that, too. They just, like, pieced the verses, you know. And I know 50 had a lot to do with um, producing that album and everything. 
but it was just hard too for him to kind of piece together those songs and everything. It didn't dawn on me how there's so many. Like there's so many posthumous albums yeah. that I mean mm-hmm. UGK got it. You know, yeah. Juice World and um even even Pun, we mentioned Pun, yeah, baby came out, you know. Um how but, was I, yeah, but, baby? but but yeah, but yeah, baby, I don't really look at as right, because he was working on it because he was working on it, and then it came out. After because wasn't passed. wasn't that out? See, and I I know with me, I have a lot of criteria. Well, we all got criteria with stuff, but mm-hmm. like I feel like if the artist, if the artist, um, regardless of when the album comes out, if the artist had creative input and final say on it and finished it before they died, I don't think mm-hmm. I know. I got a better question for you guys. What about what about the Gangstar album? That album, as good as that album was, that album kind of disappointed me. Really? You think Guru? You think Guru had his hand on it? Because then we hear the rumors, well, about issues going on with the group. Well, I don't think so. What they did, because obviously it's a, it's a posthumous album, because they used Guru unreleased Guru verses from years ago. And mm. if I'm if memory serves me correct, didn't Guru die like 2010, 2011? <laughs> Earlier, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he couldn't have had any say in it, and then obviously they put like J Cole and other people on there, right? And I, I don't think I, I don't, and like you know, I think now could you call it a now Gangstar is a group, so as far as is it, I, I believe it's a true posture. It's it's half and half for me. Half, yeah, Premier, I agree. It has to be half and half. Yes, Premier is still there. I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't have put anything out if Premier didn't give it the okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in terms of what Guru really would have wanted, as far as music goes, I think Premier is a good guy to uh, be be able to make those decisions. Most definitely. You know I, that leads into a yeah. segue. Sorry, that leads no. into a segue of another group album, one of your favorites, the Tribe Called Quest joint. Mm. But they, Fife but, wasn't here. They, but, no, yeah. but but that album was finished before Fife died, though. Mm. Because, yeah, 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 because um, th- they went on some late show. I forgot which late show it was. Right before Fife died and performed uh, one of the tracks off that Did you album. See how long it took for that album to come out, though. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to work on it. They had to record it because when that album came out, they were uh, talking about some pretty current stuff at the time. Yeah, right. Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. So, um, now, nah, but Fife, he he was alive um, when the album was finished. It just didn't get a chance to come out before he passed. Yeah. Um. Going back to the Gangstar album, I actually love that album, and it's good. I feel like you know, put yourself in Primo's position and you know their clique with J. Rue and all those guys. You know, everybody misses and loves Guru, so these guys get asked all the time, like, "Hey, you know, you guys gonna do, uh, you know, Guru album and you know all these unreleased verses." You don't want to just, you know, leave those verses on the cutting room floor. You want to do something with it. So when um, Premier pieced together this album, you know, he stuck to the script. He had Group Home on the album. And J. Cole was a great feature. Talib Kweli. And if I'm in his position, I would have did the same thing. If one of my main homies passed away who was a legendary MC, and you're sitting on all these verses that are gold, you put put it on wax... I got a bone to pick with Primo, Ref. Okay, okay. Because all them names you mentioned are great, but there was one person in particular I was looking for. And he promoted the album in an interview. 
Who's that? Before the album came out, and I said, okay, if he's promoting it, he's got to be on it. Mm. And this is this is primo, and this is this certain particular artist promoting it. This is Nas I'm talking about. Yeah, you know Nas is a funny guy. Though. Oh man, I wanted guy. him on there. He is. He is. Because <laughs> we're still waiting on that Nas and Az, and like, come on, yeah. You know, God forbid, God forbid, anything were to happen to any of those two guys, we probably would see an album out of them more than we would see when they're when they're alive here together. It, it's right. just it's just funny how things work out like that. But as far as the Gangstar album, I actually enjoyed it because Primo headed the boards and. He did the best he could with those unreleased lyrics, and I'm glad that those lyrics weren't just put on the cutting room floor, and I'm glad that he didn't use recycled verses. That drives yes. me crazy. I, I I can't stand it. Recycled yeah, verses. And, and oh. it's a shame. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to make two points. One, I like the Gangstar album. However, when I said I was disappointed, the reason being is because I felt like they didn't have enough guru material. Like I okay. feel like they had very little to work with, and although right. they did fill the album out, it hurts the album because if you look at that track listing, a lot of songs are under three minutes. Some of them are even under like two and a half. Yeah, it was short. So that it's wasn't like, a problem. But also, they couldn't like clog the album with features neither because then that would have been tacky. Me personally, if they would have, even though I appreciated what they did, I would have been okay if they would have, if we would have never got another Gangstar album for the rest of our lives. I got a question for you guys now since you brought that up. Yeah. Do you guys think that there's some prodigy verses hanging around that Havoc could touch up with? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I you honestly, guys want to see it? If, hear it? If done they, by the right people, yeah. If, they have a, if it's done by the right people, meaning the people that worked with him when he was alive, and if they have enough to make a project out of, then yes. So, like, my beef with the, with the whole Gangstar thing is, like, and and then shout out to DJ Premier who gave us a big cosign by the way. On yeah, shout out to Primo. Shout out to um, And this is all love, but I feel like they had maybe nine or ten Guru verses left in the in the tank, and that was the like like I don't think there's any more Guru verses hanging around out there anywhere. So you know, you you're jamming back there, man. I love it. But uh, that ain't me on the boards. <laughs> But um, <laughs> that's pop dudes. We appreciate y'all listening. In. Sorry, guys out there for those that listen to the rap lab. It is one of those days where you just have the music in the background where other stuff is being going on. But we're continuing. This is this is live, people. Shout, shout out, shout out the the pops, the pops, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the the I feel like they th- like Primo had like the last ten Guru verses ever. And now they're gone. Like, we'll never get any more. Well, I mean, I guess if that's the end and we'll never get any more of his music, then just let it out. And it is, it is what it is. Um, but, some of these, but some of these albums, like, like what you said about the recycled verses, I don't know if either of you have heard this album, but um, a couple years back, um, they released uh, a big Faith Evans joint album. Did y'all hear Oh, man, I could. Uh, I I, I was just so uh, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you got a faith in Biggie thing. We know their history. We know the relationship. But you see what I do, and I'm sure Rev, you do the same thing. When you hear a verse that you've heard before, you call it out. You're like, wait a minute. Yep. I heard this from this and this song, or this yep. and that song, and I'm like, ah, that's the part that always kills me. And and I don't and and I, and I always do that every yeah. single time. Let me tell y'all a story about me and this particular album, right? So I just happened to be in Best Buy a couple of years back, 
and I see the album, and there's a sticker on the on the cover that says "New and Unheard Verses," and I'm like, "Oh, they got new Biggie material." All right, mm-hmm. time to go. Mm-hmm. I get home, I pop that shit in my computer, I put it to my phone, and I'm listening to it. And about eighty five percent of the verses I hear are all verses from Life After Death. There was a song with him and Snoop Dogg, and I'm like, "Wait a minute." They just took the verses from going back to Cali. Like, exactly. You see, they think we they think we don't pay attention. Like they they even took mixtape verses and freestyle verses and threw it on, but we heard them. Like Faith Faith Evans's part is new and all the features is new, but and I, and I said to my I got so mad and I said to myself like, listen, if they were just gonna recycle old Biggie verses, they might have they might as well have just not done the project. Like, exactly. what was the point? Like I understand she wanted to do music with her with her, with her, with her, uh, her late husband, but nah, I should have left it alone. And you know what's crazy? Now that you mention it, switching gears to pop, we know that there's like thousands of pop songs out there. It's been a minute since we've heard a pop album, but obviously there's a lot of songs and there's a lot of legal issues yeah. with pop's vocals and pop's verses because apparently Daz Dillinger has some of it. I know that there's some out there with other people and other and other producers and other artists. So let me go to you, um, Candyman. As a Pac fan, would you want another Pac album, and how would you want this Pac album to be done as a fan? I would want the songs released in their original format as they were recorded, but we'll know that that we know that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the posthumous Pac albums we have now, uh, I think um, Are You Still Down, Remember Me, and Still I Rise, and bits and pieces of Until the End of Time were as close to the original recordings as they got. Oh, once, yeah. Especially once, Are You Still Down. Yeah, once you got to uh, Better Days and Beyond, nothing was yeah. in its original format, give or take two or three songs total between the three albums but um let me ask you guys matter of fact let me ask you let me ask you about this but let me pose the question to rev as well oh damn you cut me right off my bad brother no i'm gonna get back to you all right no No, problem i'm saying now same question to you rev Uh, i mean with Pac, you want the same like you want what Candyman just said or do you want to see something different um more so what Candyman said but what what i feel like would make it stand out is say like you you know we touched on Daz Dillinger, say they label it like you know Tupac um <clears throat> call it you know whatever it is but Dog Pound edition, and mm. you know he was down with the Dog Pound, but if you give it like <clears throat> like its own little label like as far as that or uh, Outlaws edition let's say because let's say like right. some of his Outlaw homies have verses, right. so it'll be like a collection that you could easily compare to each other like. Yo, man, I like the Outlaws version better. He was more raw. Like, it'll have the sound of the Outlaws, you know, and everything they did and their posse cuts. It'll be, you know, maybe, let's say, just nothing but posse cuts. And, you know, they can have their verses just like how they used to do. And then the Dog Pound edition would have more of the West Coast flavor and more Dr. Dre on it, more DJ Quick and more more of that bounce that Pac would give you. So if they were to to do something like that with Pac, I would like to just separate it by, like, like divisions, let's say. Mm, I you like even that. have um an East Coast edition because right. it's from the East. So you have say like um 
buckshot in that get back in there yeah he's gonna be you know yeah like drew han the duck down guys like had that album and you know they'll put their little east coast twist because you know when Pac was rhyming earlier he had more of an east coast sound so 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 i feel like if you differentiate the albums by his particular sound and the things he would do within those albums he was alive it'd be pretty dope because then you could compare it and be like yo i like the east coast album better than um you know the the dog found album. oh no i i like the um the the dog found album better than you know these goes like that it'd be good for, for debate purposes too i like that no because you could listen and compare and contrast with each sound and see which one is better than which and my bad candy man the, the reason why I, the reason why i jumped in is because i wanted to get your opinion about when they edit pop vocals of taking out certain names and putting in certain names like there was a song well well well, was, well, 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 you well, well, well you know the song i'm talking about where they took that, snoop dogg's name out yeah, uh, well, see, it's two different things. They A simple edit where you just cut certain vocals is one thing. But when you go in, and, and Eminem, I'm talking about you, and you go in and you you uh, you make the man say words and names that weren't around when he was alive, That's even though I think that's cool, that's kind of overdoing it. Like uh, when Tupac said G-Unit, I said, what? I didn't like that. Which, and for all you conspiracy theorists out there, I know a lot of y'all was like, oh, he said G-Unit, he must still be alive. No, he he never went to Cuba, so cut that shit out. But, um, but yeah, it just, I don't know, with, with Tupac, like, see, the thing about posthumous albums in general that bothers me is when they, because obviously you have to have features, especially if the artists don't have enough material left. But don't put guys on the record who the artists would have never worked with uh, just like y'all said about Biggie Duets, the artists would have never worked with them if they were alive. Which is part of the reason why Born Again by Biggie made me scratch my head because as much as I love the Hot Boys, because, you know, you know, we got the same roots, I don't think that Biggie would have collabed with the Hot Boys, necessarily. It makes, it makes sense, even though the song was great, but, like, it goes back to what you guys mentioned about things meshing well. Like, it's like you just randomly put people together. And it's it's like, it's a what if. But it, it, if it doesn't sound right, then it's going to come off real, real bad. Like, 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 like but, take, take, yeah. take, for example, Pac's Life, right? The album. Yeah. Tupac and Chameleon Hair? <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't go. That's like putting mayonnaise on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I'm just like, like the for I don't understand the formula. Like, I mean, or even you want to go well, or even if you want to go uh, one more, Tupac and Lil Scrappy. Yeah, I don't. Oh man, like Lil Scrappy of all. Like, I mean, I mean, give me another pocket Scarface record. You know what I mean? At least they've worked together before. Like, if you're gonna go that route, don't 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 try to force feed it by merging something that just don't work even though <laughs> even though i didn't mind tupac and Lil mo as much but yeah 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 tupac and again it goes back to what we were saying about legal issues which is why they had to change up some of the production because a lot of the original beats that Pac rapped over we didn't get it like tattoo tears corrupted the beat they changed it I love the original version better. It goes to what Rev was saying. Like the ori- you could compare and contrast the original to what's being put out. So now, right. 
it's like, ugh, how they do that? I feel like under the formula, the big picture by Big L is, was one of the ones that was done right. Um, you look at that track listing. You look at that track list, and these are all those are all people he would have collaborated with. You know what I mean? Um, well, Endangered Species is not really a big pun album per se, so we can't can't really count that. But um, I can't lie, I overlooked that album. I feel like Endangered Species is more of a of a compilation. I yeah. feel the same way. I think it's more of a compilation. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let me ask y'all this and get your get your opinions on this. Do, do y'all think that uh, posthumous albums are exploitation in a way? When Diddy when Diddy does it, yeah. Oh damn! That's, <laughs> no, no, that's fair. Let him sit. No, go ahead. No, I. You know when we were talking about earlier, as far as you know what is a posthumous album and you know our definitions and you know we had different takes on it. I feel like, you know, when you guys said um, that it is for the label to recoup, that's 100% accurate because the label does need to eat. There was a contract, and as much as us fans may not look at that as the definitive reason of why this album was released, it, behind the scenes, it plays a huge part. And, you know, we all know Diddy for... You know, being the curtain jerker, and we can say what we want about G. Depp, Black Rob, and everything. He did it to Biggie as well. I feel with the Biggie duets. He did. And <clears throat> I, I, it does take a little bit of the love. I mean, this guy can. I'm not trying to take, you know, too much shots at him, but he could get in the videos and he could dance and act like, you know, light candles, and you know, we're here to celebrate big, which we are. But he's eating a big chunk out of all of that. And what I could respect about Fat Joe. He, I didn't get that from him with the Endangered Species album or anything that Pun has released after he passed because Joe definitely does carry the flag for Pun, but at the same time, I feel that he respects his legacy enough to not try to like shove it down our throats or put Pun with uh, Migos or something like that. Yeah, like, I right. feel like um, Joe does everything he can to keep Pun's legacy what it is and what we remember him for, where... Biggie and well Puff more so does that with Big. He'll just try to put him on every and anything. And I, I just I don't I don't respect that. And Big's legacy is what it is, you know, from his two albums. We could even say three with the double disc if y'all want to count that as you know. But the duets it just it just broke my heart. And Big is a dope MC and you can put him with anybody and he'll shine, but he wasn't here for that. He didn't have no say. I'm sure. Like we spoke about, he didn't want to be with half of them guys on them tracks. Where was Bone Thugs? You know, like give us more of that. People that he already worked with. I'd love to see that. And I'd I would like to, to um, I'd say like maybe towards the end of the episode, maybe we could like take an artist and give them five MCs that we would like to see them. Um, if there was another possible album, any MC who passed away, and we could just group them with whoever we like. Just as a fun little thing to do. All right, touche. Yeah. Um. What about you, QG? You think it's exploitation? I think it's exploitation depending on the person. You know, going with what Rev was saying, I mean, Diddy, we've heard all the stories about Diddy, and, and, I, and I don't got nothing against, you know, Puff at all or anything like that. But you could clearly see the exploitation behind it as far as 
pushing out the music and marketing and trying to get as much money as you can off of it. You're basically, and again, when you look at Bad Boy, who was the biggest artist on there? Biggie. It would, be, it would be wise for Puff to at least, you know, keep trying to push something with using that man's name to get some money in for the label. And that goes to show you the difference between Big and Pac because Pac was scattered all over the place when the when, when the posthumous album came out, when 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 those were coming out, we didn't see it as exploitation for Pac. We just we just you know we love Pac, so it was more about his legacy, and it was more about the narrative of oh man, what if he's still alive? Where's all this music coming from? It it it, it all plays those parts, you know what I mean? And it all depends on who's behind it. That's the thing. If it if, if it comes from the heart. You know, like, like, cause you, you see how many people love Big L, and like Rev said, the fans demanded that. So, boom, we got it. And you know, with Pun, as much as I'd love to hear, you know, some other material out there, if if Fat Joe doesn't decide to do it, then it's it's understandable because you don't want to tarnish somebody's legacy as well. If they're known for this and this and this and this, but you put something out and it's not up to par. We're gonna be disgusted by it. So uh, it's 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 kind of like a drop catch, depending on who's putting out the records. Word. I, I have to tend to echo that only because, you know, some artists like like for example, I don't think any of Pac's stuff is exploitation because his mom's had final say in everything. Mm-hmm. When you get that personal on a level of an artist to. To get to that, his mother has the final say in everything. Like who better? Who better to judge that artist as, as a as a musician than than their moms? Not to say that she didn't make some mistakes, because you know, y'all know how I feel about Eminem touching that man catalog. But mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like 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 so. For example, I think like Biggie definitely get got exploited. The Biggie duets. That King and I album is is just horrible to listen to. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know did that. that was a bad idea. I overlooked that one too. I don't think I don't think Big L was was exploitation at all. Um, I don't feel like Easy E was exploitation at all either. No. Pop Smoke, I have mixed opinions on. His but, his fan base and his following was incredible, man. Yeah, they were his, pushing for it. His, but his fan base also had a lot to say about the album. I've never seen an album artwork released and the fan base reacted so strongly as it came. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, totally. And, and it's like, who gets the blame for that? Gotta be the record company because they 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 um they hired the artist to do it. Stay away from others. Yeah. Use so, I mean, you guys, I mean, I mean, I mean, you guys, you guys want to know something funny? I actually looked up uh, rankings of the best um, of the best posthumous albums. If you take away the ones you mentioned, as far as being around while they're done, looking at the list, which is which is which is which is which is very interesting. The only ones that you can really look at and really count 
Funny enough, looking at it, because I honestly don't know much much about these guys as much as you do, because they got Juice World ranked up in here as number nine. Yeah. <clears throat> they got, uh, you guys are familiar with the Jacker? Oh, yeah, from um, Oakland. That's Cormac. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's up there on the list yeah. as well. So removing that, removing that, there's also Lil Peep. Lil Peep made the list. I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Come over when you're sober. Mm-hmm. Bankroll Fresh is on the list. Yeah. Chinks is on the list. It's number 14. Welcome to JFK. Well, Chinks, yep. well, Chinks was nice, in my opinion. So. Yeah, it was good. And Lisa Left Eye Lopez is up there. A lot of people yeah. don't know about that album. Shady. Wow. Because she went to Death Row and she changed her name to Nina. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And they had the whole documentary, and her death was actually captured on that documentary. Which is which is crazy, man. That was horrible. But, yeah, so... Uh, but the reason yeah. why... The re- but, but you also got to remember, there's not a lot of posthumous albums floating around out there. That's why a lot of these, these people that we don't listen to are ranked that high, because... That's true. It's like a small... It's like a small competition, you know what I mean? Like, they don't have much to go up against. I think they tried to do that with Pac and Big. Yeah. I think they that that's why they did what they did. I honestly believe that because we kept hearing about how Pac was the hardest working artist. He has all these songs. I felt Biggie didn't go to the studio unless he had to. I feel like the Jay Dilla album, uh, The Shining, don't yeah. get enough credit. That it was really good. It doesn't get enough credit. But yeah, that's, but, that's, but that's that's also an album. That's also an album that he didn't have any input on. They just took a bunch of his unreleased shit and put features on it and, you know, pressed it up and sold it. I felt the UGK ones were important, mostly for Pimp C. Yeah. And then Pimp C C also had his posthumous solo album, too. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And, you know, shout out to Bun, because Bun, you know, he's put out his solo efforts and everything. But the group together, you know, when you have a group, they're better when they're together. Safe to say, with Bun B as underrated as he is, he doesn't get enough props he deserves unless he unless it's a UGK record. Yeah, some of his solo joints are pretty good too. They're good, yeah. The Trill, um, Trill OG. That was two, good. Two Trill, like he he's released some good bangers out there, like solo. Everyone is just real accustomed to hearing him with Pimp C, but you know he's obviously no longer with us. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for real. R.I.P. Pimp Let me ask y'all. Um, let me ask y'all this question: Why do y'all think posthumous albums sell? And uh, sometimes, depending on the artist, their their catalog when they're alive don't sell at all. Good question. Uh, yeah, um, that's hard, right there, man. Maybe maybe few people don't feel the genuineness in in it. What do you mean? Cause the because every like like for example, and I noticed not it wasn't a posthumous album, but when Nipsey Hussle died, his, his his album went back up to number one. When uh when when MF Doom died uh, this year, album went album went. He never had enough. He never had a number one album on Amazon ever. All of a sudden, he got like three albums in the top ten. Mm. You know why? Because, because you don't you you don't know what you got to. It's, it's gone. gone. People, mm. people will finally appreciate it. Look at when Nipsey Hussle passed, and when MF Doom passed. Let's let's look at it. Look at all the outpouring that came out 
of the of the of the other artists was like, you know, oh, you know, this person's great. Where were they when they were alive? Well, I'm gonna kind of disagree with you on this one. I think that you know a lot of people like to sack ride what's popular. Yeah. So no, I, I'm not talking about the fans. Oh, I'm talking about other rappers. Ah, I got you, got you, got you. All right, go on. I'll let you make your point. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're you're, you're correct about fans, but it's like with Nipsey. Where was where was all where was all that when he was around? Where was all oh yo this person is dope this person is great. A lot of people like to go off cosines. Right. So when you know with MF Doom and then with Nipsey or or or, or everybody else, once they push that narrative that this person is great, then you're a fan of this rapper or this particular artist. You're gonna go with what they say. They're like you know what if they said it, then I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check it out. Because I believe what this person says. That's my that's my point as far as you know other 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 rappers saying that oh oh this person was dope. Where was that when the person was living? That's my that's my point. Like look at game when look look how many songs game and Nipsey got now. I think game always had a respect. For him, he did, but did he work with him around that time when it was when it was go time? No. That's my point. Well, yeah, I think yeah, my bad. I, I misinterpreted the question there. So yeah. yeah, it's actually opposite. So basically, yeah, as far as why do they sell and why does it balloon up? It, it, like you said, you know, there are some sack riders. People do ride the wave. At the same time, though, when an artist passes away like a DMX and say you was on that wave back in the day and, you know, you've grown up and you've, you know, kind of changed your taste and stuff like that. It brings back memories listening to these albums and, you know, and these times that you had, like, during when the albums came out and you miss the artist and you want to give them their due. So you're bumping them. I've, I've heard nothing but DMX around my neighborhood being bumped through these speakers, but I'm sure weeks before they wasn't playing no DMX in their system. It's just like, oh, man, yo, that was my man. Man, the album was good. So it's like they're revisiting those times. And playing those albums, so I feel like it is kind of paying homage to. And they did have something on Twitter, an Instagram thing, like play DMX and stream them with cans and go to number one. And I feel like it is just paying major homage. Right. And and let me see. But my thing is, my problem is when somebody dies, instantly everybody wants to bump their shit. So I got really, and we talked about this. this I got, I got really upset. I was like, like where was like, y'all when this man was actively alive and making like correct, like Mad, the Mad Villain album was one of the greatest albums I ever heard, and nobody, nobody listened, nobody knew of it until after died and it just that's what infuriates me because I, I hate when people become bandwagon fans. Like didn't even not even did you not listen to the guy when he was alive. You didn't even know who he was. Like you know how many times I would I would have discussions with people and I would bring up MF Doom and he'd be like, oh no nah, I don't listen to this one. Now nah, oh who's that? Now all of a sudden the man died and people know who he is, which is crazy to me. Right. You know what? You know what? And it brings me to a York moment, York Corrections facility, when when Guru passed away. I had my laptop, and I was playing Gangstar on my laptop, and you know while I was there, and then 
some idiot decides to, you know, somebody I know, but I'm not mentioning his name. He walked up to me. Oh, how come you playing that now when he passed away? So me being a gangstar fan, if you knew that, regardless, like if you're a legit fan that was with this group or with this artist, even before they died, you have every right to play their music whenever you want to play it, even at that particular time, because you're affected by their death and you want to have a good moment by listening to their music. Yep. That's different compared to the sack writers you all mentioned. So I just want to put that out there for people that are confused of the difference. Because I didn't like that when he came up to me and said that. So for those that know me and those that know other people that are legit fans, like I'm sure I could I could say this to you guys. I know you guys probably have that one particular artist or or, or how many you may have. And something happened to them. They passed away. You, you you were affected by it and it, oh, yeah. it hurt. It felt like a family member died. So you want to remember the good moments and good music, you're going to play it. Nobody yeah. should question you for doing that because you've been a fan from the beginning. And for me, that's DMX. And, you know, whoever said that to you definitely don't really know you for real. Cause... Nah, yo, we've had conversations about all that stuff, brother. So, yeah, man. Word. Yeah, I actually I want to pose this to you now, uh, Candyman, since you brought that up. Did you? Uh, I know how big of a fan you are of pro era, so you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Did you see people come out and jump for Capital Steez and claim that they were fans from not, the beginning? Not really like that because at that time when he died, pro era wasn't big. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely some sack riders on Capital Steez, but I, I like. That whole story in and of itself, like, he was supposed to drop an album, but they keep pushing that shit back. I don't think it's ever going to see the light of day. But, um, like, like every time anybody dies, there's going to be some sack writers. Like, mm-hmm. like even though DMX was a superstar, there I'm pretty sure there are people who never even listened to rap a day in their life who was like, R.I.P. DMX, and started listening to his music, even though... They they never they never fucked with it before. Like you oh you're gonna get that no matter what. Like like even when Mac Miller died, like a lot of people out of nowhere, I never seen them mention Mac Miller not one time. Exactly. All of us all of a sudden here come the post. Exactly. What and it, like come on. <laughs> and I gotta I gotta blame the radio too because they they be the biggest sack riding pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. I I think that's that they the ones who get the fans started. <clears throat> Cause they don't play they because they don't play enough of these per, uh, of, of that particular artist record but then when they pass away now all of a sudden they want to do countdowns they want to do moments like I'm, I'm sure I haven't heard the radio in a minute but I guarantee you they did that for X you want you want to hear something crazy What's up? M- MF doom never got played on hot 97 until he died unbelievable unbelievable. Yeah. That's why I wanted to be all up in the chats and like Ghostface and Raekwon join. I'm just like, yo, step the fuck back, yo. Y'all don't even play their music during regular rotation. Y'all here on a versus just trying to promote yourselves. Mm-hmm. Despicable. Um. So let, before we wrap it up, let's go to Rev's idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with Rev since it was your idea. Yeah. Um, pick an artist that's no longer with us. And if you had to pick five features for the album, who are you going so I'm gonna take Big L, and the guys I would have liked or like to see if I was um, producing or A and Ring his album, his posthumous album. I'd have Joel Ortiz on it. I just feel like lyrically, 
those two like would be a great match. And I don't know necessarily if Big L would work with him, you know, while he's alive. I think he would. I think it'd be a great, great track they would do. Um, I would also like to see MOP. MOP does great collaborations with a lot of artists that don't get recognition. And I feel like they bring the best out of them. It's not going to be like a super, super lyrical thing, but I feel like it would be a great song, even though MOP does deliver with lyrics. They're just more credited for their sound. Uh, I just feel like it would be a dope collaboration. And Primo has ties to both of these guys. so Absolutely. Also, Fat, I'd go with Fat Joe. Just because, you know, these dudes have done collaborations and that's just family right there. You know, like Big L and Joe are from DITC. It just, I feel like it wouldn't be right to not see Joe on anything Big L does. Um, I also would love to see Black Thought. Now that right there would be just, just bar for bar. It would be hard to find, like, a perfect Big L verse to match with Black Thought. Right. And even though they're both lyrical, I just feel like you got to pick the right one that would go with Black Thought because, you know, you want to stay on topic, too. You don't want to just have rapidly rap stuff, you know? So, exactly. yeah, I, f- I feel like it would be a great match if they pieced it together properly. And the last one I'm going to go with is Eminem. I feel like they have made a collaboration together through Napster or one of these, you know, DJs put their things together. But ha- have they have, like, somebody like Buck Wild or Lord Finesse Definitely not Eminem. No shade. No shade to him for his beat making or anything like that. But but somebody with the boom bap sound behind the boards and get one of L's verses and just have M come and just body. And I feel like that'd be a great track if they were together. So that's my list. I like that list. It's real strong, very lyrical, and it, and it goes good together. I like those. Um, what about you, Q? I'm going to go a different route. I know people would probably expect me to say Big Pac, but I'm going to go with Easy e man. Nice. Oh, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to go with the West Coast. Yeah, like for me, especially him coming from Compton, man, I got to get MC8 on there. Dope. I got to get I, – I, I'd like to see a song with Easy MC8, and Quick because he was cool with both of them. You know, he, he even helped Quick out. He even tried to sign Quick to Ruthless. They've mm-hmm. done songs together, actually. We've seen Compton's Most Wanted in the We Want Easy video when they were kids. So that'd be a good look, especially with gang ties. You know, you got a Crip, you got a Blood, you got Easy e bringing them together. It would be really cool. Obviously, NWA, you know, to see something with, you know, got to have Dre, got to have Q, got to have Ren, got to have Yella. You know what I mean? It, it would be so good to see that. And just because they were going to do a reunion album. We, we've all heard about it. And just to hear them together again on a song would be so nostalgic and so good. Um, the game, as much as we've heard the game mention Easy E on almost every record, yeah, give him it, what he it, wants. It, give him what he wants. It'd be cool to <laughs> to yeah. have him up there to uh, you know have something with, with Easy E. Obviously Snoop Dogg, because Snoop Dogg is an Easy E fan. He was gonna sign with Ruthless as well mm. before he even got to Drake. So you know it was it was beef time, but you know he. He always respected Eric. Um, I definitely, uh, obviously, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony, got to mm-hmm. have them up there because so. those were the guys he put on. He put them in the game. They loved Easy. Easy loved them. Word. Um, um, yeah, definitely. So along those lines, the people that he's had special ties with and people that he's worked with, you'll get a classic G-Funk West Coast 
album. It would be it 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 would just be one of those. I'd tune into it. Oh yeah, man. Dope. Uh, all right, I guess it leaves me. Um, shout, shout, shout out to DJ. Yo, I'm, I'm loving them vibes back there. <laughs> that's, that's my father, man. My I've, been father back, I've, been back, I've been back here nodding my head. We might have to book him for uh, if Rap Lab ever go live, man. <laughs> he's set. not coming on this show, man. I told you he's not coming on here. I'm going to find a way to make that. He, he doesn't fit the criteria. Oh, stop it. If I had to pick an artist, it would probably be awesome. uh, Prodigy, right? Mm. That's a good pick, Prodigy. If Prodigy had an album, first off, you've got to get Alchemist and Havoc. Oh, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as like, features, you've got to have Big Noid on there because no, yep. no, it's not an authentic Mob Deep type project if Noid is Amen. I would put, um, I would get Nas on, on a track, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, I, would get yes, Cormega, yes. I would get Cormega on a track. Nice. Gotta have Cormega. Yep. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'll put AZ on a track. Hey. Love and to see it. If I had to pick a fifth, I don't want to say Havoc because obviously Havoc is the obvious. Yeah. And, and if I had to, pick, if I had to pick a fifth and final artist. This is kind of kind of rough, but uh, I think uh, there's like maybe an unreleased Run DMC verse somewhere. Okay. Because Run DMC and Prodigy have collaborated before. Yeah, Queens Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. And Five Boroughs. Yeah. Yep. So I'm sure they can make something happen again. Love and uh, and if all else fails, honorable mention. Uh, as much as I as y'all say I clown this guy. I could see MC Shan with a feature on a. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That'd be cool though. That would be nice. Queensbridge, you have that on there, yeah. I what mean, about I, Benny the Butcher? You know, I didn't think I didn't think about Griselda. I'm, I was thinking that'd be a hard record. That'd be hard. Yeah, I think the, mm. all, all the infamous Mob Noid, Havoc, and P need to be on there with the whole. That'd Griselda. be good. Oh, that'd be good, man. Bring up, bring up Littles and all the rest of those guys, man. Let's have a big Griselda infamous collaboration. Holy James, yo, that'd be dope. That would be crazy. Uh, real quick, y'all got any? Y'all, y'all got a favorite posthumous album or no? Big O. Or big picture. All right, what about yeah. you, Q? Um, following your criteria, I would go with until the end of time. But my personal pick will always be Life After Death if I'm following what okay. my personal fair, pick. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, mine is uh, Still I Rise by Tupac, even though the original Tattoo Tears that everybody heard first ain't there. But... Yeah. Dope. So, uh, Secondly, by the, by the music in the background, we have the program. So. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed that. That's something special. I hope you all enjoyed that at the background. Yeah, I'm, I'm here jamming, man. I know once we get off, you can, once we get off, enjoy that music. It's Sunday, people. Y'all gotta have a good time and relax. That's uh, what it's for. Nothing but good. Nothing but good vibes here on the rap lab. Y'all got the barbecue going? Not even. Nah. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's that cooking, but you know, not the the, the weather got to be a little better first. Because I'm about to be on the road, man. I come through with my mask, double mask, whatever it is for a burger. My God. <laughs> soon, soon, when the weather gets nice, you guys definitely do that. Nice.
right. Uh, y'all got anything to say before we get out of here? Rest in peace, Black Rob. Yeah, R.I.P. Black Rob. Oh, yeah. Ain't no Rest in peace, Black Rob. Oh, man. Like, I was talking to somebody on Twitter today. Shout out my boy, M-City. He, 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 he made a good point. Two artists on the 24 Hours to Live record are no longer here. I didn't even think about that. And that record, and, and, and how crazy is that record? Word. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we was just trading verses from Black Rob back and forth, but appreciate the artists while they're here, man. Give them their flowers now. That's all I want to say. Yeah, don't be scared to dig in the vault, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, everybody, uh, enjoy your Sundays, and we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Peace.